What does the average week look like for you? Sure, it may start with church on a Sunday morning, but by Monday, can any of us remember what the sermon was about? We spend so much of our time on just making it through the week, helping our children with online school, balancing our job and our family life, finding time for our spouse or our significant other. But most of what we do related to our faith is crammed into about 80 minutes on a Sunday. Did you know that in a week there are 10,080 minutes? If we're spending only 80 of those focusing on our faith, what are we doing with the other 10,000? That's what this podcast is all about. Hey everybody, welcome back to the 10,000 Podcast. We want to bring God into your 10,000 minutes each and every week. My name is Sawyer Trapp. And I'm our associate pastor here at Arise Church Denver, and normally I would introduce our lead pastor, Matt Wolf, but he is not with me today. It's just going to be a podcast just with me, giving you some thoughts, um, because Matt is working on his doctorate this week. He is trying to finish that up, um, his big paper that he's writing, and so he is working on that, working diligent and hard, so it's just me. So I do hope that you enjoyed this podcast, even though it's just me talking today. Uh, we're going to keep it a little shorter, but wanted to dive in to the section that follows our passage from Sunday. So on Sunday, um, Matt shared um, the section of Jesus. He gets questioned about um, some Galileans who had been killed in the temple and some people who had this um, tower fell on them. and They were all curious about their sin, and Jesus turns it back on them and says, well, yes. What about you? What about you? Have you repented? What about your sin? Are you right with God? And immediately following this section, there's an interesting interchange where Jesus healed this crippled woman, a woman who couldn't stand up straight. This is in Luke 13, um, verses 10 through 17. And this woman who couldn't stand up straight for 18 years, she was unable to stand up straight. She had been crippled by a a spirit. And Jesus goes up to her and heals her, sets his hands on her, and heals her. And regularly, this would be a moment of celebration and joy. This woman is obviously experiencing a brand new life after having 18 years of not being able to stand up. But what happens is, is some religious leaders, this has happened in the synagogue, and one of the synagogue leaders says to the people, there are six days for work, so come and be healed on those days and not on the Sabbath. And so what happens is, is this happy and celebratory exchange turns into this question of whether or not the Sabbath is for healing. Now, the Sabbath was the Jewish holy day. This would have been Saturday. And they believed that because God had told them the rest, that they literally could do no work. They had gone through and they had this long list of like 39 things that were classified as working one of which was healing or doing miracles. And so instead of being overjoyed for this woman who has been freed from her infirmity, these religious leaders, these synagogue leaders, start to bring up a debate against Jesus. And I love the way that Jesus responds in verse 15. He says, you hypocrites, you're calling me out for this, and yet... Doesn't each one of you untie your ox or donkey from the stall and lead it out to water? He's asking, you do this, is this not labor? How much more insignificant that is to this woman who is now experiencing a brand new outlook on the rest of her life. 
He says in verse 16, Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, who Satan has kept bound for 18 long years, be freed on the Sabbath day from what bound her? Of all days, shouldn't this day of celebration of what God is doing, this day of rest, be a new start for this woman's life? And with this, it says in verse 17, that all of his opponents were humiliated, but the people were delighted in all the wonderful things he was doing. So besides being this next section of scripture that we're talking about, why am I bringing this up? How does this apply to our 10,000 minutes? How does this help bring God into our 10,000 minutes? Throughout this Doomsday Prepper series, we've all been diving into how to prepare for the end, that Jesus is coming back, that is a reality, and we want to be prepped and ready, not with stockpiling food or, or weapons or a shelter, but making sure our hearts are in the right place, that we have a true and honest relationship with God found in the salvation in Jesus. And we want the other people in our life to do the same. And I think how that factors in is often when we've been following Jesus for a long time, when we, our faith is strong, when we're a mature believer, it can be so easy for us to turn towards legalism, to think that we all have it figured out, that this is the way that you follow Jesus, that this is the way to follow God, that this is what obedience look like, looks like. But when we do that, we put ourselves above God. We put ourselves above God because what we are saying is, is that the ways that God has told us to live in the Bible aren't good enough. That we have to come in and say, okay, yes, the Bible says this, but here is how you do that. Here is the right way to do that. And by doing that, we are making ourselves the authority. We are claiming that we know better than God. Yes, we need to interpret, we need to figure out the best ways to follow God, but it's a fine line that as we continue to push in and say, this is the way, I have it all figured out. Jesus, I know you just healed this woman, but is that really what you should be doing? That even when we seek to follow the good things of God, the ways that God calls us to live, obedience can so often slip into legalism. And so part of also being prepared for the end, being prepared for God's coming, being prepared for doomsday, is avoiding this trap of legalism, of yes, absolutely being obedient to what God has called us to, the ways God has called us to live, what the Bible says is true. But that obedience cannot slip into legalism. In our 10,000 minutes each and every week, we should be people who are obedient to God and invite others to do the same instead of pointing out what they're doing wrong. We should be people who are living lives that are captivating, that are, cause people to be curious, that bring about joy and celebration like this in this woman's life that have been healed instead of falling into the trap of the synagogue leaders who see what Jesus is doing and say, yes, but this is the right way to do it. Our obedience to God cannot fall into legalism. If we're going to be prepped for the end, when we need to be people who, yes, are obedient to God, but still invite others to do the same. 
So as we go about our everyday lives, as we live into our 10,000 minutes, we have to consider how the ways that we are living are impacting other people. If we claim to be followers of Jesus, then it says that we are Christ's ambassador. Representatives in the world put here to continue to do good works. And that as his ambassadors, we represent him, God, and his kingdom. And if we fall into legalism, if we become people who are known as stuck up, or people who just don't look down in others, then we become known for what we're against instead of what we're for. The gospel is too great. The good news is too good. God is inviting us to be a part of his kingdom and to share the good news of Jesus with others. And instead, so often, we give up that chance to look down on others. We give up that invitation to be a part of God's kingdom and the mission that he's doing in the world. And instead, we use our faith as a way to look down on others. And as Jesus says, this woman whom Satan has been bound has been set free. How much more beautiful would it be if we could join God on his mission and help set people free from their sin and death? That through the power of the Holy Spirit, we could move powerfully in the relationships that we have in our lives. The relationships that God has given us in our lives. And draw more and more people to Him. So after listening to this podcast, I want you to do two things. The first is to look at your life. Look at my life (laughs) and see the ways that I am being drawn into legalism. Because it's so easy for so many of us to fall into that trap. So if that's you right now, you're saying, yeah, I'm, I'm falling into that. I, I'm too worried about what other people are doing instead of what I'm doing. If that's you, then just repent to God right now. Say, God, I, I'm falling into this trap. I'm messing up. Help me to be like Jesus. To call others into obedience instead of looking down on them for not being obedient. We need to check our hearts. And secondly, maybe there's one person on your mind right now of saying, man, I wish that they followed Jesus. I wish that they could claim to be a Christian. I want them to be up in heaven at the end and start being intentional about that relationship, looking for opportunities and questions that you can begin to share your faith with them, openings that the Holy Spirit has given you to start to speak the truth of who God is and the good news of Jesus. And I begin, I think as you begin to pray and to have eyes to see what God is doing in their lives, then you're going to see something powerful happen. I would so love to hear about it if you're saying, man, I I repented of my legalism this week and I want to be strengthened and encouraged and held accountable in that. Or if you're saying, hey, I have this person in my life, I would love if you prayed for him. I would love to hear that. So definitely please reach out to me. Easiest way to do that is by email. My email is strap at arisedenver.com. It'll be down in the show notes. And that's it. That's all I wanted to say. Keep it really simple today because I just think it's so important for us not to fall into that trap of legalism and be invited into the mission that God, what God is doing in the world. 
And that ties up really well to what I will be preaching this Sunday. So if you have the opportunity to either join us in person or online, I would love for you to hear this message because Jesus begins to outline what the kingdom of God looks like, how unexpected it is, and then how important it is that we are a part of it. So definitely make sure to join us this Sunday in person or online at 9 or 1045 a.m. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this podcast strengthens you, encourages you week after week as we all seek to bring God more into our 10,000 minutes. Thank you so much for listening and we hope you join us next week. Thank you so much for listening. This is Sawyer Trapp again, associate pastor here at Arise Church Denver. We wanna encourage you to do three things. First is to subscribe, to make sure you're getting the podcast each and every week to help bring God into your 10,000. We'd also love it if you would share this, if you would make this not only a part of your life, but a part of somebody else's. And then finally, if you are benefited by anything that we do, either as a church or on this podcast, we would love it if you would give. You can do that at risedenver.com give to continue to support the mission and impact that we're having on this community and then the lives of the people of our church and those discovering us for the first time. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.